Hello and welcome to a special edition of Complaints on a Podcast as we have our first guest ever on the show and uh, we're very happy to welcome Naomi Winborn Adrisi who has unfortunately just been suspended from the Labour Party today uh, so we've just had this sort of madcap idea of we'll just quickly get on Zoom and chat about it. So Naomi was elected to the NEC when was it actually? A week ago? Two weeks ago? Ah, it was very recently. Anyway. Yeah, you got, maybe you've got like a world record of shortest time on the NEC. Yes, quite possibly. It's a fortnight ago, isn't it? Not last week, the week before, I think. Yes, that yeah. sounds about right. So we made a video, we made a podcast, Heather and I, around that time, just after the election. And one of the things we said, obviously, we were really happy that you, and surprised that you got uh, voted into the NEC but then we thought you know why have you not been suspended why have you been allowed to get this far in the Labour Party it seems to go against everything that we thought was happening and it was and it was just had no consistency with how the leadership had been acting so here we are today and finally I think we also said like it was historic because you were the first time that a left candidate got elected without momentum support yeah uh, since momentum joined in became a thing so it was really a sign of the shift in the left as well. So hopefully we can talk about a lot of that. But we should also start by saying solidarity. It's rough, even though I know you're very experienced in being you know, abused by the Party. <laughs> yeah, when we, we, we like to... Uh, it's always rough, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we like to make light of things on this channel and, and, you know, try and have fun despite everything being terrible. But I understand, you know... Uh, Please, if if we just start saying stuff that you are not happy with, just be like, "Can you just shut up, guys?" Okay, it's been rough for me today. That. All right, I was a primary school teacher. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> not what you say. But how me. how are you feeling? No, actually, quite energized to be honest. Because when the when the thing came, you, you've had it, haven't you, Heather? You know, important information about your your party membership. You think, uh uh-uh, here it is from disputes. When I opened it up and I was very curious because obviously everybody had been thinking, like you just said before we, we opened up, um, how come she hasn't been suspended yet? You know, what, what are they waiting for and what pretext are they going to use? And of course, they have this get out of jail free card for them, haven't they? Since July 2021, they only have to say, we've seen you associating in some way or another with one of these groups that we have proscribed. And that's what they've done. So they've picked on a, um, a meeting that I attended. I haven't even looked at the details of it, really. I've been such a, you know, it's, there's been such a lot going on. But it was on September the 21st last year. It was outside Labour Party conference. It was one of those meetings organised uh, on a platform called Resist. And it had, it had a number of the uh, prescribed groups involved in it. But they were having some really interesting discussions. So I just went along and joined in one of them. And uh, I think somehow my name ended up on some of the what, what they put out afterwards. So that's it. That's the only thing. That's the allegation. Um, that, uh, I, uh, I so that happened, the conference last year. So that's about the time that Heather got to her notice. Yeah. Isn't it? They, they really like doing these kind of pre-conference. And as I was saying, just pre-Jewish New Year. They yeah. really, really like to suspend or to investigate someone who's Jewish. Yeah, it's like, to my everybody. <laughs> to my, yeah. And it's, it's good for our repentance, which is what we're supposed to be doing right now, yeah? That we think about our sins 
Right, I'm always thinking about my sins. Yeah, all the time. But but seriously, what do you think about the timing of it? Because yeah. as we said, you know, when you were running to be in the NEC, that seemed like a good moment to sort of just quash any anything that was going on there. Yeah, well, th- we obviously lots of us have discussed this at some length uh, over the recent over recent weeks. Yeah. First of all, I think particularly as I wasn't supported by momentum, they would have had good reason to assume that I wasn't going to make it, that I wasn't going to get elected. So in a way, why expend that energy and perhaps lose some goodwill by suspending me during the campaign when I might have, I might have bombed out completely, you know, mm. could have happened. We, we really didn't know how effective the collective effort of the 13 groups who did support me and all the other individuals who supported, we didn't know how effective those efforts were going to be. Turned out that they were, you know, that they were, they worked well. And that, that alliance is continuing and I'm really, really keen, keen on that happening. I think that's a really hopeful sign. So I think that's why I wasn't suspended during the election. Okay, then I was elected and then they had to think, well, do we let her turn up? Do I haven't got my credentials yet. I was told officially that they were posted on Friday and they should have arrived by yesterday for me to attend conference with a proper pass and everything. So do you think they were thinking about it beforehand in a sense? Yeah. Don't know. I mean, you don't. Don't I don't know whether the, the, the individuals who work in the general secretary's office processing applications and things like that, I, I can't really believe that they are to a man and woman primed to, you know, to dump on someone like me or you or whatever. So I think they were probably just going through the process. The people who emailed me seemed to be perfectly, you know, willing to help me expedite getting this pass and so on. It hasn't come yet, but I've got an email which I printed out earlier. Um, which you can take along to conference centre if you haven't got your credentials and say, look, here we are, this proves I was, I've been authorised and everything. Because people have been suspended or even expelled in recent days and the weeks running up to conference. Mm. On, and they've been told, oh, you failed security checks with no explanation. So they haven't. Yeah, yeah um, I know a few people. And it's, yeah, the same happened yeah. last year. And yes. so close to conference, had you, for yeah. example, had you booked your travel and accommodation? Well, already? I'm driving and I'm staying with a fellow member of Jewish Voice for Labour who lives in Liverpool and who's putting up a couple of us. So that's not a problem. And I'm still going to go. We've got fringe meetings. There's all sorts of stuff going on. So we're definitely still going to go. Um, and sort of stuff about the Ford report and putting on pressure to get the the best recommendations from that implemented which is really important for the life for the sort of soul of the party um so i think what must have happened is okay so she's gonna select it oh dear now do we wait until do we let her go to conference do we let her take her seat at the nec which is going to meet on tuesday next week or what and i had been led to believe until very recently that the uh, the what they call the annual general meeting of the national executive committee would take place on tuesday and there'd just be a sort of formal handover and rubber stamping whoever's going to chair meetings in the future and then we'll go away but it turns out that because of the fraud reports and the need to make some give some appearance of being being implement, of going to implement what needs implementing that nec has actually got some work to do there's going to be some proposals taken to that NEC um, about, you know, which bits of the Ford report still need acting on. So, and I would have been there. So I wonder if they thought, Ooh, 
don't really want her in there, maybe. In which case, okay, so how do we get rid of her? Uh, and they've obviously had this stack of, I mean, all of us, you know, all of us, yeah. everybody in JBL who's who's in a leading position, they've got this stack of misdemeanours that we've committed. Over they can get rid of anybody at any time, right? That's yeah. basically how it is. Absolutely. Just, yeah. That's right. So, but I mean, it just does seem quite ironic that tonight Al Jazeera are putting out the first of their Labour Files films. I've actually just received the press release for that, and it, I'll, 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 let you, I'll tell you in a minute what's in it. It looks very interesting. I mean, I'm actually in the first film and the second film, just fleeting appearances, but it is quite weird that they would choose this moment when a film is about to go out exposing the machinations of the, f- of the factions within the party on the right of the party to just prove it all correct by you know yeah. dumping yeah. The, uh, but that's the thing isn't it i mean every single thing they do proves the things that we're saying that they say we shouldn't yeah. say that's and yet it doesn't make any we can't cut through on these narratives i hope the al jazeera documentary might help with that but i don't know yeah, I mean, the people who made it themselves are, are thinking, well, is anybody going to take any notice? Because, of course, Al Jazeera also made The Lobby, a fantastic, lengthy period of undercover work. Um, and it was stunning for those of us who were bothered. But f- do you remember how that came out? It was, oh, my God, um, I think it was a mail or the Telegraph who really went to town on it because... They got film of that Israeli agent, mm. Shima Sot, talking about taking down Alan Duncan, who was a Tory minister. Yeah. Member of, member of the government. Um, so that caused a, a slight stir for about half a, a couple of days. Well, he, he, he lost his job, didn't they? they um, I'm sure he got another nice gig somewhere else, but he lost the job he had, Shima Sot. So we oh, yes, no, he had yeah. to back to Israel. Yeah, and yeah. that was it, you see. So... Um, Theresa May stood up and said, oh, we've, uh, we've investigated this. The Israelis are our friends. The individual concerned has been sent back home. Uh, you know, that's the main, it. The main, thing, the main thing is it definitely has no link with what's going on in the wider narrative around anti-Semitism and Labour. Conceivably, yeah. it's hateful to even suggest such a exactly. thing. Exactly. I'm, I'm shocked at the thought. Either. Yes, and, and you definitely get expelled then if you did suggest that. Yes, yes. But, it's, yeah. it's but I, I think it must be that there's a lot of stuff that came out straight after you were elected, which was you know, Naomi can't have any role in the disciplinary oh, processes. Yeah. She has to be got rid of the NEC. Um, and, and, and this, this was coming time, from this was coming from Jewish organisations like the Board, Board of Deputies, right? yes. not, not from Labour itself. Um, no. not really from Labour members as such I mean it was oh it was, no no not at all I mean these organisations are not Labour organisations no exactly they're completely external Community Security Trust it you know organises um, security for synagogues and Jewish events and things like that and, and looks at data and it's quite serious about this data it's not a it's not a it's not a sort of Mickey Mouse organisation for CSC so that put Labour in a difficult this is crazy but, but, but exactly so with the NEC meeting first NEC meeting coming up that is a pivotal point for them to decide whether once you've been to one meeting, then presumably you could go to a second. It's not. And they, they, I guess they just didn't. I mean, my assumption is they just didn't want you to go to even one. Yeah. Yeah. Because how, there's no way that Labour could really if they were going to follow the advice of the Board of Deputies, mm. then how could you you would have to be in a meeting, but then. At certain moments, you'd have to leave the room or something. I don't know how it would work. Well, the the, the board was—I think it was the board. Well, well JLM, yeah, it was 
saying that she mustn't be allowed anywhere near disciplinary procedures or the Equalities Committee, which is exactly where I should be. I mean, I think I'm the only Jew on the entire National Executive, so for me not to be on the Equalities Committee would seem rather bizarre. Um, so, and somebody, I saw someone tweeting, can't remember if it was somebody on our side or, or an adversary, saying, well, as an NEC member, she has an absolute right to be on all those committees because they have big committees, organisations, sub and, and policies and so on, where everybody can, who's, who has that particular characteristic, as it were, can, can turn up, or sub, any member of the NEC can go. So this person was saying, so you can't do that. You can't stop her performing the functions of an NEC member, but you can find some other excuse for getting rid of her altogether. So... This, that's obviously the option they've chosen. I mean, the fact that they've picked on this one very small instance of a, of a breach of one of their recent rules, you know, you make up a rule and then you can chuck out anybody who breaches it. But, um, I mean, if I were to challenge that, they'd come up with something else. You know? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's interesting. I haven't thought about that. What do you make of the fact that they've chosen this particular, uh, what do we call indiscretion or whatever compared it's just to very convenient right isn't it it's just very easy it's like an auto exclude case you know it's just simpler than when they have to do those long lists of 20 things you since you committed on social media i think it's much more complicated now they can just say you've associated with proscribed group you're gone yeah that's it i mean that prescription idea was a stroke of genius on their part because they no longer have to prove any any uh, any uh, not misdoing, undoing, misbehaviour, whatever, you know what I mean, wrongdoing. They don't have to prove that at all. They just say, we've, we've made this rule. Oh, dear, you seem to have breached it. Hey-ho. And you get 14 days to prove to them that you haven't, which, of course, I mean, I'm, I'm, none of us are going to do that. It's like um, Ken Loach said when he was got under this, this rule. I'm not going to denounce people who I actually have quite some respect for. You know, yeah. yeah. So, what happens now? What? How does the process go from here? Do you know? Do you know? What, Do you know? Honestly, my head is spinning to such an extent, Daniel. One thing I haven't thought about, and somebody phoned me earlier. I was saying to them, I haven't thought about how to reply to their letter. I just haven't right. <laughs> occurred yeah. to me. So I've been wanting to communicate with everybody in the movement, like Heather and, and all our friends, and putting something on Twitter, putting something on Facebook replying to all labor lists got in touch with me first time ever but it is very significant i think we should talk about that because you have been elected as we said it was significant in the sense of the shifts within the left um and the i mean we know there's been lots of closing down of democracy in the party but this seems to be a step up on that to say that someone elected to the highest ruling body by the members is not a legitimate candidate for that position and it seems that that is that is just saying fuck you to the membership on a different level to oh, what yes. we are used to that, of course. But yeah, you're right; it is on a different level, isn't it? Because let's think, Joe Bird, she was suspended during an election, but with they dredged up some those stupid allegations that they made against Joe about her little joke about due process, and uh, and then there were a couple of others, weren't there, who were also suspended while standing for the election. Hmm. And they got rid of Pete Willsman when he was on a slate due to the election. Do you remember we had this big argument again? It was yeah. with momentum again. That um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really, I'm very pleased actually. Momentum have this evening tweeted support for me, 
which is excellent. I'm so glad to hear it. And I hope that means that's a sign that they will join together with the others on the left to try and build something from, you know, the wreckage of what we've still got in Labour and all the other wonderful things that are going on that need to cohere and come together. So you're very optimistic. I think that's the thing which me and Daniel... We didn't vote in the NEC elections. I think we are pretty pessimistic. My own feeling is that being Jewish and life and life party is not really political anymore. It's a kind of performance art. Um, so where yeah. do you see the hope? I mean, what do you think is the, the reason for the optimism? Golly, I don't know. I mean, there is a lot of, there is a lot of energy out there at the moment, isn't there? Uh, and there are people doing, you know, anti-eviction campaigns and defending people against deportations. And the, uh, the uh, Black brothers and sisters have really come to the fore by opposing inside the Labour Party and outside. Look at the Chris Cover demonstrations and things. People are just saying, we are not taking this shit anymore. The enough is enough right here. But of course, it's disparate campaigns um, with no particular political programme and no particular leadership. And it's funny because in some Zoom meetings where you talk about this, you'll get somebody, six different people from different tiny left groups will say, oh, yes, well, the solution is to join us. And they're thinking, eh, no, nah, it isn't actually. We <laughs> <laughs> need something big and overarching with respected people at the head of it. Um, so we look to the left unions, I suppose, and um, don't know what Jeremy's going to be doing in the coming year or so. His uh, emotions about his fate are going to be almost certainly going to be voted down at conference so maybe not you never know a miracle could happen yeah so you mentioned the the unions uh and whatever jeremy corbyn's doing which i think is very important but what about the labor party do you do you see a way forward in the party well i think i mean there are remarkably these wonderful little pockets (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the odd CLP here and there where they've still got active, you know, grassroots left people working, campaigning, doing all the stuff that we should always be doing, both inside and outside the party. So as long as those people are there, I don't I'm not going to go voluntarily. That's that's been my position. And that's what JVR have said. Although the pressure to just throw up your hands and say, I've had enough of this because it's so toxic and unpleasant a lot of the time is, is huge, you know, but so. Um, so those people who are still there and still managing to hang on to sort of grassroots community bases, that's great. They'll, those kind of people who are good will be working with people outside the party in all sorts of different campaigns and are all in their unions and they're all doing all sorts of good stuff. So, you know, I mean, it is still part of the movement. You yeah. can't say half a million is not half a million anymore, is it? About 373,000. <laughs> Three, is it only is it down to 373 i missed that that's the, that's the one from the nec except well the people who you would have been working with yeah. oh maybe out yeah Anne black put out her report or something today yeah i think it's yeah. from Anne and other people yeah yeah Anne henderson's been busy so yeah it's definitely dropping right it's dropping it's dropping but um you know for those people who are there they are still part of our movement and the unions are, and all these other campaign groups, people working to defend the NHS and oppose the privatisation. I mean, just such ridiculous. We've lost on that. Education, climate, the planet is burning. Let's do something. We can't even discuss the Green New Deal in conference because apparently it's um, 
the motion concerns more than one subject. I mean, you try and say something sensible (laughs) about how you're going to stop the planet imploding and just talk about one thing. I mean, really, it's so bureaucratic and ridiculous. But there's going to be some fight back on that. Chris Saltmarsh, who's really good on the Green New Deal, was talking about it. Oh, yeah, on the Zoom thing I was on the other day and saying, you know, there is still hope, but in compositing or whatever, they'll manage to get Green New Deal. I, I suppose even if we me... did, okay, even if we got a Green New Deal motion, it would make no difference. Mm. That's that's a problem, right? You mean if the leadership wants to ignore it, they'll just ignore it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's, <clears throat> that is undoubtedly true. So I mean, look at Palestine last year. We had a pretty good motion on Palestine that was passed with a quite a sizable majority. And it was immediately denounced, not just ignored, but denounced by leadership, Starmer and uh, Lisa Mandy. And then it sort of disappeared, apparently. You can't even find it on the Party website. Yeah. Another clerical error. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> there, there was a point where the Chakrabarti report disappeared. Do you remember? That's going back a while now. That's 2016. And Chani Chakrabarti had laboured away and produced this report. I mean, I think she did a good job. She got a lot of stick. And it wasn't fair because she did insist on talking about not just anti- anti-Semitism, but racism. She insisted on looking at people's experience. I, th- I think you're you're giving too much of a good faith argument to where the criticism was coming from. But yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, th- <laughs> I think people on the left were, were not terribly. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, that's. Well. I think they, again, though, people get work get. The, 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 that's been a problem for the whole time has been a sort of uh, a lack of solidarity or a worry that not taking other people's concerns into consideration mm. when of, of you know so much of it has been bad faith yeah deliberately designed to yeah to divide us really well that, that's right and that, that is tragic isn't it i mean i'm sure heaven's got all excellent sophisticated thoughts about this but the way the anti-semitism thing, i mean look we've got a situation where it's now gone up to 56. 56 Jews have been investigated, suspended or expelled from this party for allegations almost exclusively to do with anti-Semitism in some shape or form. And the party doesn't find that weird. Yeah. You know, the party doesn't think that's a problem. I mean, it's quite, it's quite ridiculous. But on the other hand, I have to keep reminding comrades that you know, lots of Jews are genuinely fearful. I mean, if you've got centuries mm-hmm. of persecution behind you and pogroms and and genocide, you're likely to be a bit nervous, particularly if people are going around telling you. Yes. The it was quite it was, Yeah, it was, I mean, people got every single Jewish institution telling you you should be scared of a second Holocaust. Then what are you going to do? I mean, it's going to terrify you, right? Yeah. Legitimately, yeah. Yeah, that, that's all. So for those who are genuinely afraid, I have the hugest sympathy. Um, but for those who are manipulating them and, and saying the things they say in bad faith, I think it is utterly scandalous. And I hope that history judges them very harshly indeed. I hope people will look back in, I don't know, 15 years time at this period in Labour history and think yeah how how long is it gonna be before or you know will it will there ever be a kind of reckoning or an understanding I suppose that's why I was asking you about Labour do you Mm. I mean in the short term it seems very unlikely but do you see any way back yeah well I think that there are comrades I respect who think that they their job is to stick it out take all the flack 
and continue to build in their localities and work for a time when a new Jeremy will arise. Um, I think they'll have a long wait. Um, and I'm not sure that's, that's the way to build something new. I mean, that means you're putting all your eggs in the Labour Party basket, doesn't it? Yeah, yes. I, I suppose so, what I mean is, do you think there's a way that the narrative now can be challenged? Yeah, so you know, like with McCarthyism, when there was this moment when everyone kind of realised it was all wrong, um, and it turned around and there was that have you no decency um, moment on public television. Mm. Um, so, how does this McCarthyism end? Like, like, does it end? Mm, yeah, it's very difficult in this case, isn't it? Because of the status of, well, those who are claiming to represent the Jewish community. It's, it's difficult. Like people often say, oh, yes, but look at South Africa. Nobody ever thought that apartheid would end. But the whites in South Africa didn't have the moral appeal that the people leading this particular campaign to brand everything critical of Israel as anti-Semitic. You know, that, there was, that's a huge extra element. Anthony Lerman's latest book about whatever happened to anti-Semitism is very, very good on this. It's incredibly meticulous. And you can see all the different forces at work. There's a sort of very gradual development of this idea that old anti-Semitism, well, that's all very well and good. That's just That just affects people at the individual level. The really important thing, the only thing that really matters is anti-Semitism expressed as anti-Zionism and that that is anti-Semitism now. Anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Yeah, no, I actually did an interview with Tony, so we'll we'll put a little um, link in the description about that book. And it is really interesting. That kind of, because you're right, it's not like an ordinary McCarthyism because it's not simply internal to this organisation. It's tied into very big structures global structures right around policy and uh, yeah militarism and different mm-hmm. powerful national interests and, and for that to have to topple it's almost unimaginable at the moment right yes that, that is pretty scary and all this right-wing shifts going on Italy, Sweden oh god and then we've got this Hindutva phenomenon the the, the neo-fascist um, Hindu groups, Indian groups, causing mayhem in Leicester. Yeah. <sighs> and that's spreading, apparently. Oh, dear, my goodness. We have a lot to talk about. Is there anything that we really should have talked about that we haven't? Yeah, I think oh. we've most of it, really. I think we've covered yeah. it really good. But, yeah, um, thank you so much for yeah. talking to us. You've been uh, our first guest. Yeah, that's fantastic. Setting the bar very high. Proud. <laughs> oh, I should get a medal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll a special some commemorative. Some sort of blank certificate that we give to all our guests. Uh, yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. There we go. And <laughs> we always wave at the end, so you have to wave at the camera. This is okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, let's okay, just well, we'll let you end, do we? Right. That's lovely. I'm happy yeah. to do that. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 bye.